Ah, what a lovely start to winter uh, this week has been, Akshi. How, how are you doing? How how are you? How are you faring? Honestly, I'm very much a winter person, but this week has not started off the right way. Oh, I am fully down with the cold. Um, I don't really know if it's the flu, but if I sound a little nasally, it's because I'm sick. <laughs> oh, oh no, that's terrible. I'm so and sorry. My, it's all right. I feel like I'm so susceptible to this stuff because my friends were just making fun of me the other day about how I'm constantly falling sick. I even fell sick off of street food once. I got jaundice. <laughs> jaundice from street food? Wait, wait, wait. What happened? Um, have you ever heard of Panipuri? Yes, I have. I've had it. It's delicious. Oh, very good. I had that and you know how if you have um slightly contaminated water you're open and exposed to jaundice ah um, i see that's exactly yes. what happened to me and i was yellow for a whole whole month a whole month, a whole month. oh <laughs> crikey that's horrid that yeah. is horrid not fun well i'm glad you recovered from your jaundice experience and I'm but but I'm not glad that you're currently sick but I am also glad that, that you introduced so beautifully the topic that we'd like to talk about today which is to say street food hi welcome to yes. the unfinished mind uh today we're going to be diving into some food talk so if there's any foodies out there listening I see you I see you <laughs> Did not mean to push you all away with the sickness story. Street food's Indeed. great. <laughs> yes, very appetizing and good and usually not jaundice filled. So that is good. Um, avoid the jaundice filled street food. Please do. Indeed. So as we dive into it here, we think it would be best to start off with just a little bit of history of street food and, you know, food trucks and the culture surrounding those things. So Let's start with the conception of food trucks or the origins of mobile dining. So mobile dining actually goes back to a time before cars were invented. We got to start with the, the OG. And if you're from the Southwest or the West in general, you may be familiar with the concept of a chuck wagon, uh, which was invented after the American Civil War and were designed to be a kitchen on wheels with spaces on board for preparing food storing wares and ingredients, and washing up after cooking. The cooks on these chuck wagons were nicknamed cookies and served meals to people as they voyaged the plains. So you think of the like settlers and frontiersmen stories. They all had chuck wagons. Um, same with like a lot of the old cowboys. So that's kind of fun. Uh, another example would be, of course, on trains when there were dining cars, um, entire cars on trains dedicated to feeding the passengers. So in addition to these entire dining cars dedicated to feeding passengers uh, in cities, we had the phenomenon of like push carts. So think of like a push cart hot dog stand that you might see uh, that were designed to serve people in the city rather than for cooking and traveling long distances. So workers in the city often relied upon push carts for meals during their long work days. However, food trucks, the concept themselves, did not appear until the 1950s, starting with the amazing ice cream trucks and their lovely jingles. I think we all have fond childhood memories of an ice cream truck rolling around. 
sometimes I long for the sweet, sweet melody of one of those trucks, um, but also too much, too much effort to run after them sometimes. No, anything, anything for ice cream. <laughs> And what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I'm just thinking about this one time because I lived in like a weird neighborhood where we didn't get a ton of ice cream trucks. And so this one came by and I finally heard it and I was so excited. I like freaked out I'm like, dad, dad, <laughs> you got to give me my so He hands me a 20 bill, $20 bill. I'm like eight at this time. And I yeah. sprint after this truck and I catch up to it after like two blocks and I'm like, please, please take my money. And this person running the truck didn't have change for the for the 20. And like I needed $16 back. And it literally was like, I'm eight, mind you. And I was like, keep the change because I thought I sounded so grown. No. <laughs> so I just That's gave away my dad's whole 20 he was not pleased he was not <laughs> pleased with me for that one and I was like I'm sorry I don't know how money works was, I was eight that was bad um oh my god oh my god okay <laughs> I understand it all <laughs> yeah that that was that was bad that was maybe too much maybe too much effort and money on that single food truck run that is for sure <laughs> but anyways uh let's talk about some more food trucks that came about after ice cream trucks. So in the 1960s, we had the term um, roach coaches, which were large food tr trucks initially named roach coaches because of their ill health and safety protocols, which I think is a stigma that mm, remains with food trucks to this day, sometimes for good reason. Uh, but that is sort of when these large food trucks became a thing. And in the early 2000s, food trucks were embraced when parks and festivals became sort of centered around food, food truck culture. Um, you can think of like ACL or other large festivities like fairs and such where a lot of food trucks tend to congregate. So today, food, truck make, food trucks make appearances at large conventions and events, everyday parks, and even in the media. So there is a lot to be said about food truck culture, uh, which is a fascinating culture of just like sometimes in a in a city like Austin, per se, you'll have these little like florets of food trucks that gather together and like form little parks where you can go to the food trucks on so and so street. And there's just like a bunch of options that are there. Um, and it's thriving because mobility works really well in urban spaces and can reach many different audiences just by driving and updating folks with social media. Additionally, the appeal of catering to many tastes and serving locals as well as non-locals, you know, if they want to feel like they're eating local, may go to a food truck park. And these trucks also tend to use locally sourced ingredients and offer cheap and quality food. So now that we've talked about food truck culture, uh, which is, you know, maybe a more familiar phenomenon, let's talk about the, the more common uh, Eastern phenomenon of street food, which is more popular in Asia, Europe, and Africa because of the prevalence of public transportation. So like in the US, not as common because we don't just sort of have easy ground transport um, by foot, so. 
One example of street food is fair food. So think of like funnel cake and fried Oreos, fried everything really. Snick, I've seen fried Snickers before, fried oh ice God. cream. Wild. How? <laughs> I, it beats me, beats me. So some of the first fair food was roasted corn, sodas, and candy. This was developed as, at first, a way to promote farming and educate those on agriculture. So it's like, think of the idea of like the state fair where it's like an agricultural event. That's kind of its whole deal. Uh, another example of a famous street food is night markets, which are street markets where people can stroll, shop, and eat at night. These trace all the way back to medieval Chinese Tang Dynasty. There are also the nighttime bazaars, which are common in Asia. And Taiwan is well known for the night market culture. So that's kind of a fun thing that I'd love to check out someday. Oh, yeah. I am such a fan of the little food truck hotspots that are in and around here because the ones sure. on 26th Street. Oh, oh my. I ate there a couple of days ago. And, you know, it, it's really one of those. You're out and about at 11 p.m. Where do you go? <laughs> you oh, go to the food. Oh, trucks. yeah. You go to the food trucks on 26th. I also like the ones on South First and Rainy Street. Yes. Quality, quality Good material. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and cheap. So, very cheap. Oh, so my. Cheap. Okay. Great. Anyways, <laughs> as we worship the food trucks. Okay. <laughs> so, Red talked a lot about, well, the types of street food that exist and i want to kind of go into more specifics around the world around you know different parts of the world what type of street food do they eat and basically make a bucket list for myself um to eat these things i'm not incredibly adventurous with food but i will try my best <laughs> so starting with east asian street food we've got dumplings these dumplings are soft dough wrapped around vegetable or meat as their filling and I love dumplings and I'm sure so most good. of you had a dumpling. So good. <laughs> the best, all the best. Second on the list for East Asian street food is jokbokki. It's basically simmered rice cakes served with uh, gochujang, gochugaru, soy sauce, sugar, and garlic. That sounds fantastic. I personally have oh, not yeah. had that, but very much down. I'd eat it. And third on, you've had it? No, I would eat it right now. Like I would, I would eat it right now. I don't. I, I want to try it right now. <laughs> and third on the list, we have takoyaki. These are bowl-shaped Japanese snacks made of wheat flour-based batter and cooked in special molded pans. It is typically filled with minced or diced octopus, tempura scraps, pickled ginger, and green onion. Wow, delicious. Moving. <laughs> And some of the stuff that I have grown up eating, some South Asian street food, we have kati rolls. They're basically skewer-roasted kebabs wrapped in paratha bread topped with chutney. These are some of the best things. <laughs> I think I would beg my dad to eat these. Like, just the guilty pleasure of having one of these. So they good. sound like a superior, like a superior pig in a blanket. That's a really good way to describe it, actually. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> oh man it is if you've never had a cotty roll run i will take you <laughs> I, please do please do i would this sounds great oh my all right so we've also got pao bhaji which is thick vegetable curry served with soft bread roll 
The vegetables can include carrots, peas, potatoes, cauliflower, onion, tomatoes, bell peppers, like anything you your heart desires, honestly. We've got the very well-known chaat. <laughs> it's basically savory snack items, including crisps, chutneys, patties, lentils, yogurt, and salad vegetables. It's basically when you want a little bit of a kick, that's when you eat some chaat. And ending off with something a little bit more sweet, we've got kulfi, which is Indian ice cream. It has many popular flavors, which includes queser pista, mango, or cardamom. Basic, this is making my mouth water. <laughs> no, yeah, I'm like actively, I just ate dinner. I'm hungry again. This is making me <laughs> hungry again. Oh my. So moving to Southeast Asian street food, we've got banh mi, which is short baguette with, which is a short baguette with thin, crisp crusts and soft, airy texture. It is often split lengthwise and filled with savory ingredients like meat and vegetables. We've got roti kanai, which is thin layered flatbread served with curry. And we've got sauteed chicken, which is grilled chicken, skewers, marinated in peanut sauce. Mm -hmm. um, if you have a peanut allergy, do not eat sauteed chicken. Moving to African street food. We've got majuba, which is a frying crepe-like semolina-based flatbread, typically stuffed with a mixture of onion, garlic, tomato, peppers, and spices. We've got bole, which is roasted plantain with pepper sauce and fish. And lastly, we've got kushari, which is a mix of pasta, rice, and brown lentils, and topped with the zesty tomato sauce, garlic vinegar, and garnished with chickpeas and crispy fried onions. Sounds so good. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just in awe. Like, I, I want to go somewhere where I can try all of these things. Really? Yeah, I, that's like the main reason why traveling is, well, one of the good reasons why traveling is so much fun, you know. Food. Right. Gosh. Gosh, <laughs> this makes me want to travel. I've traveled since COVID. I want to travel so bad. <laughs> ah, maybe this summer, Red. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Post-grad gift to me is traveling. Yes. As you should. <laughs> you deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Going into South America, we've got ceviche which is fresh raw fish cured in fresh citrus juices served with onion, tomato, cucumber salad. We've got sopapillas. We've got puffy fried, which is basically puffy fried dough eaten savory with pepper sauce or sweet with honey. So good. So good. And lastly, we've got... Co cojina. Cojina. Interesting. Okay, mm -hmm. we've got cojina. <laughs> Deep fried dumpling filled with chicken meat and cream cheese. Oh, God. Wow. Rolling <laughs> on the floor, salivating right now. Oh, man. If we've made any of you guys hungry, let us know. Let us know what you're craving. Which of Absolutely. These? Give us your favorite. Give us your favorite <laughs> street food. And lastly, on my list, I have some European street food. We've got uh, crepes, which are thin pancakes, often served with a wide variety of fillings, such as cheese, jam, or hazelnut cocoa spread. Mm. Uh, we've also, I mean, cheese is technically a savory crepe, right? Sure, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. We've got margarita pizza, which is just a classic Italian pizza. And we've got bitter ballen. Nailed it. Bite-sized <laughs> savory snacks filled with a mixture of chopped beef, beef broth, flour, butter, herbs, and spices. 
And, you know, Amsterdam is fantastic for street food. I've never been myself, but on my bucket list for sure. Maybe not what Am- Amsterdam is best known for, but certainly <laughs> a good option while you're there. Yes. Good to have it, I guess, in the, in the land of uh, fun delights. Got to have some good food, too. So now that we've talked about a lot of uh, different street food from around the globe, let's look at street food from America, which is unique in that a lot of American street food includes all of the street foods we've discussed so far. Um It is also, I mean, it's just become a conglomeration of many different cuisines, largely influenced by immigrants, establishing small businesses that became wildly successful in urban areas. This includes things like Giro and Halal, tacos, burritos, chimichanga stands. Uh, We'll see lots of those. One example, which is maybe the most like signature American street food. I even mentioned it earlier the hot dog stand. We can't not talk about the hot dog stand. I just think they're so funny. I've never had a hot dog from a hot dog stand. Wait, I, actually? I, yes, and I want to keep it that way. I'm scared. Okay. <laughs> no, it's but I know lots of people who genuinely enjoy a hot dog from a hot dog stand. And I mean, you know, there's so much variety in toppings based on where you are. In the U.S., you can use all sorts of sauces. You got your ketchup, your mustard, your mayo, your chipotle, chili, regional sauces. Like Michigan and Carolina have their own sauce. I don't know what's in there, but I'm curious. (laughs) I'm intrigued. You can also top hot dogs with jalapenos, chives, cheese, cold slaw, corn, onion, pickles, pepper, flakes. I don't know why I said it like that. Pepper flakes is is the word. Uh, bacon and bologna. If you want to go really ham, you can get it because bologna is a go ham. Yeah. And for your bread, of course, you've got the traditional like white bread hot dog bun, or there's more funky ones like the bagel bun, baked potato bun, pizza dough bun. People are getting crazy with their hot dog wrappings. Um, <laughs> but that's that's the ye old American hot dog stand for you. Another pretty traditional one that uh, does not necessarily hail from America, but I think is quite popular here is the French fry or just fries in general, which includes potato wedges, tater tots, hash brown, curly fries, zucchini fries, things like that. Uh, Basically what you'd find at Sonic. The type of fry that you like says a lot about you. I agree. What's your favorite fry? Oh my, that is, I do like a good hash brown with my eggs. That that is fair. Hash brown. I I agree. I'm with you. Hash brown is okay. the best breakfast fry. <laughs> wow, there's brown, like a... Yeah, it's like a breakfast fry. Like that's not an every time kind of kind of fry. That's a breakfast sure. fry. Okay. <laughs> but um, I do also really enjoy a waffle fry. Big fan of a Ooh. waffle fry, especially a nice crisp waffle. Mm. Mm-mm-mm. Too good. <laughs> Too good. So good. And then, of course, we have to talk about sandwiches, which you wouldn't really think of as a street food, but I mean, they kind of are. Um, so, no. sandwiches have many different regional names that uh, were influenced by northeastern Italian immigrants and other such areas that have invented sandwiches and made them a signature dish. Yep. So, the sub 
example, for example, uh, generally comes from the submarine, which is the shape of a sandwich. Then you've got the hoagie, which is a Philadelphia and South Jersey hors d'oeuvre. Uh, then you've got the grinder, which is a New England dish, and the hero, which is a New York specialty. Um, these are like the most famous New England sandwiches, but uh, wow, they're they're pretty. Good. There's, <laughs> there's also the Louisiana po' boy. I just thought I'd throw that one in there because I like the term po' boy. I think it's funny. nice. Uh, and of course, if you don't want if you want lighter fare, you could always look for the good old American roasted nuts and pretzels combo, you know, like the Annie Ann's type thing, uh, or candy apples and funnel cake, usually at fairs, and snow cones and ice cream trucks, which I think are everyone's favorite. Wow. It's it's quite the diversity here, you know? Mm. And it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's even more of, you know, because U.S. also has bougie street food culture, right? Definitely, definitely. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God, yes. <laughs> you just went through, like, some of the more, like, you know, standard street food culture, but we've got bougie here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we live in Austin. We know bougie street food <laughs> culture. We've seen it. In fear, we've seen it. <laughs> and, you know, for some of our listeners that, you know, might not have an idea what we're talking about, the... As Red mentioned earlier, the street food culture in the U.S. is very much centered around food trucks. You know, you food trucks are the medium by which pe- the people get their street food. They get their, their feel good. And this food truck phenomenon is closely tied to very many American elements. Some of them being car ownership, mobility, multiculturalism, and fusion food. These are not things you find, you know, in the average person. It's you kind of need all of these things to to have a food truck. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And food trucks are a way that restaurants have adapted to the particularities of American life. This allows a street food restaurant to be mobile and cater in different areas when needed. And it's very, very profitable. A street food restaurant in one place might not be as profitable since Americans tend to drive instead of walk on the street, you know? Mm-hmm. Like the common mode of transportation around here is not, not by foot, <laughs> it is by car. And throughout the years, food trucks have gained massive popularity, especially among hipster foodies. Many have taken to social media on their accounts that, you know, tell owners where their food's going to be located, where they can come to get their favorite street food. And it's just this whole phenomenon that's like translocated online as well. So it's definitely just blown up uh, as a way for people to access street food. And, you know, street food is still very much present in its non-food truck style form uh, in places like New York. When I visited there, there were definitely a lot of places that were stationary. Uh, specifically like hot dog stands and corn dog stands, but a lot of it still has um, transposed into being food trucks. I had also earlier mentioned that, you know, these food trucks are represented in media. Let's talk a little bit about how street food is represented in media. You know, it's definitely, as I said, taken and translocated up on there. So we've got a couple of TV shows that represent street food. Um, First on the list, we've got Street Food USA, 
This is a Netflix show that tells the story of food truck owners in Los Angeles, New York, New Orleans, and Miami, where food trucks are incredibly popular. This is a brand new TV series that only came out in 2022. And Netflix hopping onto this idea signals the popularity of the food truck culture. You know, Netflix only does things because it rakes in the big bucks, <laughs> which is why we've got this. Second on our list, we've got The Great Food Truck Race, which I'm thinking is a analog of The Great Race. What is it, The Amazing Race? Uh, <laughs> TV shows that revolve around racing to achieve a thing, you right. know? So yeah. I guess, because there's, yeah, like The Amazing Race, The, the Great Cake Race, I don't know, there's other ones. Point is... <laughs> It's, everybody's just going super fast to find the best of the best. I don't know. Yeah, um, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think I people guess. like watching other people in a fast rush. Um, I guess. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> the Great Food Trip Race is a Food Network reality television and cooking series that originally aired in 2010. This features several competing teams of three who drive across the United States in their food trucks and make stops every week to sell food in different cities while being given different challenges to adapt to. Like for example, they were only allowed to serve vegan options for a period of time. This sounds very interesting. I might hop onto this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And last on our list, we've got diners, divins, and dives. Oh, uh, this is a show. <laughs> Sorry, I just like this one. You like this one? Do you want yeah. to talk about it? Tell me. No, no, no. Go for it. You go I'm crazy. serious. I really don't know any of this. I was just going to say it's got my man Guy Fieri, which is Guy definitely Fieri. not how you say his name. It's definitely Guy Fieri. But these other podcasters I know said <laughs> said it Guy Fieri once, and I'll never say it this the right way again. So you anyways. We'll stick to that for you. We've got yeah, yeah, Guy Fieri. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy Fieri. In the show. <laughs> and he features many food trucks as he tours America's greasy food culture, because God knows there is one. <laughs> True. Very slimy. <laughs> so, Guy Fieri definitely deserves his own entire episode of The Unfinished Mind, uh, in our opinion. But, in brief, he is a well-known restaurateur and television presenter that has hosted many food and cooking shows on the Food Network and has become the face of the Food Network. And also, he has a lot of, you know, restaurant theme resorts almost. Like, they're not just restaurants. They're experiences that he has in, like, Vegas. And I think there's one in New York, a couple, couple other places. He's got a lot of restaurants these days. And they're all called, like, guy's super rad kitchen or something it's great oh my god it. is he yeah. like the street food version of gordon ramsay is this what I'm doing? yes yeah okay. except he's not like a chef himself he just oh like i think it maybe he kind of is but mostly he just goes and tries the food of others and I like see. finds good he's like a chef like a chef uh talent manager he like finds ah. the talented chefs and got and, it and eats their food and um, yeah i respect he also did minute to win it i know oh, him originally oh. for minute to win it it was kind I of a shock to me that he was the food guy yeah oh. it's a good show 
interesting i love that funny. show oh god <laughs> funny guy funny guy not to, yeah not to fully divest off topic but yes we did have oh <laughs> uh, but yeah this is a couple of you know representations and media of street food we've got other food truck media obviously we've got documentaries like food trucks latin america uh that have a more regional aspect to them but all in all you know Food trucks and street food in general have really taken off, I think, in the last couple of 10 decades, you know? Yeah, a couple of groups of 10 years. Decades, groups of 10 years. Call them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, definitely. I think I think it's interesting because, you know, like food is such a connective. I think we have an episode about this, but food is such a connective, like, thing. Like, every culture has food has delicacies, has specialties, has things that have been passed down traditionally throughout years and years and years, right? And yeah. it's just really cool to see how that manifests in like urban culture where a bunch of people gather, we get this type of phenomenon that is street food or food trucks. And it's it's like a shared food culture that we all have in that urban space. Um, and it's just really neat. Uh, I really like it. And I want to someday try all the street foods in all the places that we've discussed today. <laughs> Wonderfully put, Ren. Without, without catching jaundice, hopefully. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> again, <laughs> don't do that, guys. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't pull an akshi. Don't, don't, don't do it. it. It's don't generally it. a bad idea. <laughs> generally a bad idea. But food trucks are great. And street food is great, and don't yes. be scared either. But also, but also be careful. Anyways, that's <laughs> been today's episode of the Unfinished Mind. Thank you for joining us. It's been real. It's been hope, fun. Hope you all. You hope. Wow. Hope you all are hungry. Hope you're hungry. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. Get some. Get yeah. some good food today on us. Yes. Except we're, we won't pay for it. <laughs> But like, but like on behalf of us, like do <laughs> it do with us in mind. To the unfinished mind. <laughs> Please, we do not have any money and we do not advertise. Don't do this thing. Okay, great. Anyways, I've been Red. And I've been Akshay. And we will see you next time with a... So, we'll talk about something. It'll be a good episode. Promise. Just, just come. Just come and see. You'll love okay. it. You'll love it. Bye. All right, bye. <laughs> the Unfinished Mind is brought to you by the Polymathic Scholars. Our scriptwriters this week were Ariane Austria, Neha Yowakar, and Niels Levy-Tibault. Sound designed by Jensen Richard and Amaris Mendoza. Produced by Liz Knurk and Bill Tang. Our publicist is Claire Nevins. Hosted by Ren Smith and Akshi Pant. Thanks for listening, and remember to follow your curiosity.